Welcome to the Vici Mundum Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. Kevin, Christy, you were both at World Youth Day, yes? Yes, we were. Yeah, that's true. How long were you there? Uh, two weeks. Yeah, about two weeks. Okay, and the first week is like service-oriented, and then the next week is the actual... Well, we arrived before all the pilgrims, so we started with a pre-Jornada, which is pre-World Youth Day, um, outside of Panama. Panama City. So we started with a small parish, and then we visit a nursing home, and then a orphanage. Wow. And you guys went with the diocese, is that right? The diocese took a, a group? It wasn't the diocese group, but we went with priests from the diocese and a group from the diocese. So we okay. were in the official group, but we were the largest group coming from the diocese. Okay. How many people? Forty. Forty people. Forty. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just people from all over the diocese. Um, l- a large amount from Richmond. Large amount from Mount Carmel. Baltimore. Uh, yeah. Even Baltimore. Chesapeake, Williamsburg. Wow. Three priests, one nun, one seminarian. One seminarian. <laughs> <laughs> all on a journey to Panama. That's awesome. All on a journey. Well, welcome back, folks. Um, and I'm, I welcome myself back. I have not been behind the mic in probably seven or eight weeks. We had Christmas break, and then I was on parental leave. So this is I'm still um, trying to remember again, muscle memory of having this mic in front of me and how to hold the conversation with that. But I'm here with Kevin Rydell. And uh, and Christy Barton, who, as we were just talking about, came back from World Youth Day just not too long ago, which was held in Panama, and we wanted to chat a little bit. Oh, that's right, he's he's getting offended right now. Austin is here; he is in the room. You better he's, believe it. He's our sound guy uh, today. <laughs> he said he's uh, he's tired because he's been podcasting so much. So he said he's it was time for me to today. get back. I'm sick of my voice. Now his voice is great, but I am excited to be back. Well, thanks we, for having me again, because I haven't been in a podcast in forever. <laughs> well, thanks nice. for inviting us. Yeah, so we're going to talk today about being a pilgrim, um, and it's fitting that we should kind of start by, by speaking about your World Youth Day pilgrimage. But what does it mean to be a pilgrim, do you all think? I think, to me, it means like this is not your final destination. You're walking through. So you're not what you're supposed to be. Never forget that. I mean, that's the easiest way I could think of. Yeah, I think. And sometimes uh, during life, we get the opportunity to to uh, mirror that thought in in our journeys. Uh, so, like on our World Youth Day pilgrimage, um, we we took time out of our regular daily life to mm-hmm. focus on on kind of the greater things. You know, the spiritual aspect of our life um and we did that through pilgrimage okay do you think that pilgrimage um is related to a retreat then because when i I, when i think of pilgrimage or when i think of of getting away or setting apart taking time to think i think of retreating so would you say they're one and the same or or a little bit different i think it's together because you can have a retreat as you move most people think a retreat is you stay still in a pilgrimage you're constantly moving but you can still retreat in your own mind as you walk through that journey you can walk it with other people and sometimes retreats is something you can do by yourself versus a pilgrimage it includes being a part of a retreat but you can do it with other people too 
Yeah, so for a pilgrimage, there's a, a literal journey that's mimicking the, the spiritual journey that we're making. Okay, the spiritual journey of like our being here and then going towards heaven, right? Exactly. I mean, yes. that's what makes these kind of pilgrimages so important to our lives, right? To take the, to take the time. I mean, two weeks is a lot of time to take. Right out of your work lives, or out of your out of mm-hmm. your study, or your family, or your responsibilities at home. But um, I've always seen that the value of the pilgrimage is that it is a little bit uncomfortable. That it that it is actually difficult to do. Yes. It's not an easy thing. Right. I have never gotten the opportunity to take like a pilgrimage to World Youth Day. That that is really something. Um, but even like a pilgrimage to a shrine, right, or to go to the basilica. In uh, in DC, the Basilica of the Immaculate Conception, and go there, and um, and just walk around and be in quiet and to pray. And it's I mean, it, you have to fight DC traffic. From here, it's it's three hours, so you take the you know the three hour trip at you know oh dark thirty in the morning, and you go out there and you you go amongst all of the chapels and you pray. And there's a sense of like leaving behind what is here and a struggle, a struggle in the journey. It's a long drive, the traffic. And then I get there, and it's just this this time of peace, this time of quiet, this time of prayer. And then there's always the return back. Would you say that that's sort of like a mini experience of what you all had when you were pilgrims to Panama? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, and really, the the church has uh, the church has encouraged pilgrimages uh, for for hundreds of years. Um, you know, recently we've had things like the Year of Mercy, which Pope Francis instituted. And so lots of people took pilgrimages to places like the Basilica, the National Shrine, uh, to go on pilgrimage there. Or even uh, our Basilica here in Norfolk. Um, and this coming year, I believe, the diocese is celebrating their bicentennial. And part mm-hmm. of that, I think, is they're going to encourage various diocesan pilgrimages. Um, and then this this World Youth Day pilgrimage, you know, I think it dates back to the 1980s, if I'm correct, uh, back to Pope John Paul II. So it was really John Paul II calling youth of the world to come together uh, and to, to celebrate and reflect on their faith. Um, so, yeah, and in a way... This World Youth Day is just kind of continuing this this years long history of pilgrimage that the the church has encouraged. Sure, sure. When I think of like a a, a church pilgrimage, I think of the Holy Land, right? That's kind of the thing sure. that comes to yeah. mind is making a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. And I remember growing up, that's really what I had, what I thought was a pilgrimage. And then as I learned more, there's all these other kinds of pilgrimages. People take a pilgrimage to Ireland or. Um, to to the Basilica of the National Shrine in DC, like all these different thing, all these different places that you can actually make pilgrimage, and that mm-hmm. that kind of surprised me when I was younger, learning that that I could be a pilgrim without having to go all the way to the Holy Land, although the Holy Land would be pretty special to go to. And this inspired us to immediately start thinking about possibly a pilgrimage to Our Lady Guadalupe. You know, immediately we're like, oh, let's let's do mm-hmm. this because. The uh, the environment and the things that you were living makes you want to do it again and, and bring maybe other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think the advantages are? So, Kevin, you you actually went to the Holy Land. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before <laughs> yeah. Panama, is that 
Yeah, yeah. Um, just really a couple weeks before going to Panama, um, and and that was my first major pilgrimage. Um, and I would say the the two experiences they well in some ways they were similar. Uh, there were some big differences. Um, the Holy Land was a lot of that that historical uh, getting that historical knowledge, um, and also just the the spiritual experience of walking in the literal footsteps of Jesus. Um, Panama hasn't historically been quite as significant uh, in the Catholic world, um, but it was it was very significant and meaningful in that um, you know we're all gathering around Pope Francis we're all um, gathering around the successor to Peter our first Pope um, so that that was a really meaningful part of of the World Youth Day experience so you're saying so you kind of took a, a couple different things from those experiences the first the pilgrimage to the Holy Land it was literally walking in the footsteps of Christ and that makes me think how any pilgrimage can be that, right, in some, in some fashion. Um, going to Catholic University of America in D.C., they call that um, sort of the little Rome, that area, because of all of the different seminaries and, and monasteries and such. And so you have the Franciscan Monastery, right, of the, um, with the Holy Sepulcher, and they, they have all of sort of a mock, uh, a mock Holy Land within their monastery. And so you can kind of walk in... Uh, a catacombs that's been set up to be like the catacombs and and then you you can actually walk to a, a chapel that's set up to be like the chapel of the holy sepulcher have you have you been there kevin to that like can you even like compare yeah. in your mind the similarities and differences yeah really um i really want to go back there again to kind of compare uh you know now that i've been to the actual holy land it'd be great to go back and compare the two um the that site in D.C. is managed by the Franciscans of the Holy Land, who also manage most of the sites in the Holy Land. So it's um, they obviously have a lot of expertise and knowledge with that particular region. Um, did you I, go as a group to the Holy Land, or did you go yeah, by yourself? Yeah, I went with uh, a group of Catholic young, young adults, mm-hmm. mostly from Texas. Yeah. Oh. So, so that just makes me think of, of like the footsteps of Christ. Like that's a huge part of being Christian, right? The, we want to walk closer and closer in the footsteps of Christ. And that means um, through Calvary to you know, the resurrection. That's our hope to be, to be in heaven with our Lord. And so any kind of pilgrimage is a reminder, in my mind anyway, of that. Of wa- I'm going to walk in the footsteps of Christ and try to conform myself more and more to him. Uh, and, and so that, that is part of the struggle of the journey, right? Because his journey to the cross was not an easy one. And so if there is some, some discomfort in that pilgrimage, that's sort of to, to offer that up and to be able to walk in the footsteps of Christ in that way. But then you also have like the beautiful presence of, of God within the body of Christ that you said you were experiencing at Panama with all of these people here, you know, united together as Catholics there to you know to and in the presence of of the successor of Peter, you know there there's that sense of that sense of joy because I'm sure the trip was not easy. I'm sure there were hardships on the way. <laughs> you laugh, yeah. it? so here, do, yes. do share a few points, yes, Christy. Yes. Well, uh, there's temptations and there's attacks too. I mean, you're you're getting your spirit into a different level. You're gonna get closer to Jesus. You're gonna love Jesus even deeper. So there's gonna be. 
not easy parts. You're going to be under attack in so many ways, and the discomforts too. So I do laugh yeah, because it it's not like everybody is like in roses and everybody's happiness, but. But then you see Jesus through that, you know, he glorifies himself and you feel that Jesus that is so present and so alive walking next to you, singing with you, um, keeping you company. And you see it in his body of Christ, all united in one same spirit that we're getting into a final destination, which is heaven. So you felt that when you were with that group, Jesus walking with you next to you and cheering you on, and you're there. And there will be struggles, yes, but you, it makes you so much closer to him. Yeah, I think there were definitely times where, you know, it was, it was 90 degrees. Um, we had slept like four, maybe six hours, and we're walking uh, and just kept walking and walking. And then, you know, just when you thought, like, you couldn't take any more, um, somebody would drive by and, you know, honk their horn, uh, yes. Just, just saying hello, welcome, um, or even even pulling over and offering you a ride. Right. Like we we had so many times when when people uh, just offered us a ride when we desperately needed it. Um, so really, just seeing that that love of God shared uh, shared among us, it was it was fantastic. Yeah. Would you say what did, what were some of the lessons learned from that? Like, did you um, I, I, just walking and walking and walking. Were you you were carrying your big packs and everything we in were that regard as camp. well? Like, what were you carrying with you? Yeah. So on the um, on the preparing for the final day of World Youth Day, um, there's there's a big vigil uh, vigil gathering in this large park in Panama City. And so part of that is actually camping out in vigil for the final mass on Sunday. So we basically had to carry all of our camping equipment. Um, so sleeping we were bags. Yeah, sleeping bags, tarps, uh, some, a couple little tents, uh, food and water, all of that stuff. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's 90 degrees in the middle of the day. <laughs> so it, it was... Uh, yeah, it was, it was quite a bit. So now, Kevin, you're kind of an extreme backpacker, so you were probably somewhat prepared for this. Christy, did you like? Did you bring stuff you wish you hadn't? Like, yes, what? <laughs> I figured I packed too much, <laughs> and I had comfortable shoes. And I was like, at some point, I felt like I was breaking. Now I can't take one more step. And I also had a, a car pull over, and there was a kid that wanted to reach out and give me his candy, and that just moved me. Because he gave me all he had. For a kid to give up his own candy, that's huge. And because he knew I was a pilgrim, I looked like a pilgrim, and he wanted to give me his candy. Yeah. And I took it. I said, thank you. And it's just beautiful. But when I said, I can't do this anymore, <laughs> I, I got into this deep state where I just had to focus on Mary following Jesus. And I just started thinking about Mary. And the only way I can take one more step is Hail Mary at a time. I started praying, Hail Mary, mm. full of grace. Hail Mary, full of grace. Because I figured I can't take one more step. I had been walking for a long, long time. My backpack was so heavy. And there was an 80-year-old priest walking with us, and I stayed with him. And he just, 
he was Christ. He was Christ walking with me. And I looked at him like, he's not complaining. He's smiley. He keeps on going. If he can do this, <laughs> I can do this. And yeah. he's just, and he, I will always carry him in my heart. You know, that makes me think of the, the Bible verse when Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden light. Yes. Be- because it's not that like somehow like you don't have struggle. But with him, with him, like Christ walking with you, both through the priest, through the Hail Marys you were praying, through the yes. kid with the candy, like he was carrying your burden for you in that in that moment. And and I was also thinking of Mary, her her heartache, what she must have felt like, not just a blister on your feet. Uh, it's just walking with that heartache, watching your son going through that. That's that's what I was thinking of. I was thinking of Mary and her heartache mm. and how people go through life with their own heartaches and they still want to get into heaven. They still want to get to Jesus, but they still carry that burden. They still carry that pain and that doesn't stop you. So you have two choices. You give up with your pain and your struggle and you stay where you are or you carry that pain with you, bringing it to Jesus and getting closer to Jesus. So I think that's the difference in the journey is what do you do with your burdens? What do you do with your pain? What do you do with your struggles? You offer them up and you use them as fuel to keep going or you get stuck behind and that's where you are yeah. stuck. Yeah, Mary, uh, she, she also had a choice in the beginning. You know, uh, the angel came to her and asked her if she wanted to be the mother of God and um, she said, here I am, the servant of the Lord. Um, which was really the theme of of the World Youth Day. Um, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. And uh, a big part of it was Pope Francis speaking on what that actually means. And um, he really encouraged us to be, to to approach life with the same willingness, you know, the same willingness to, to bring God's love to the world, just as Mary brought God's love to the world through her son, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wow. And that, yeah, then that's powerful because we're, we're all going to experience hardship. We're all going to experience suffering, whether you're a Catholic Christian or, or, or not, you're, you're going to experience hardship and you're going to experience suffering and, and you're going to be servant to someone, to something, right? <laughs> whether it be like servant to our Lord, which is the hope or servant to uh, addiction or, or, you know, uh, material possessions or whatever it is, we're all servant of something. Um, and, and I think that's powerful that when we can take a pilgrimage, like all those reminders are coming into play that like we, we are supposed to take our burdens and not shove them aside, but offer them up and, and let God carry them for us. Let him be part of that. And then in the same way, what, it, what are we serving? And it seems to me like that's what the pilgrimage was kind of some of the things that each of you were learning interiorly during that. Um, and I think it makes sense that that would be something that, that a pilgrimage would really help convey. And you don't have to do it alone. That's one, one takeaway. Mary was walking with you. You have people along the side. You have a Veronica that wants to wipe your face. You will have people making fun of you, attacking you on the way. And you don't focus on that. You keep on going. You're, you don't have to do it alone. You have Mary. You have... The Veronica's wiping your face, your angel, your guardian angel. This is not a journey where you have to face it alone. And yes, it's not going to be easy, 
but you don't have to do it alone. And that's one of the takeaways that I also have from this pilgrimage is that there's people walking with you at their different pace in the diff- in their own way, focusing on Jesus' life in a different way, but they're also walking with you, and you're there to cheer them up. And if they are left behind, you stop and you wait for them, or mm-hmm. they will wait for you. So we all have the same destination, which is beautiful. It's just, we all have heaven. Over there, we have the destination of the vigil. We have to camp there. But if you are in your own little group, people will wait for you. Other people that you didn't even know were like cheering you on. And at some point you were singing with them. It's the same thing in the journey of life. People will like join you along the way that you've mm-hmm. never met. And they will lift you up. I love that connection because everything that you all are sharing about your experience of being a pilgrim is really the experience of the spiritual life, right? Mm-hmm. Of our pilgrim journey. Um, like this, this is not our home. It's one of the, my favorite things to remind myself. It's sort of like this... This mantra that I will repeat, and I'll say it at times to to my family um, when they're struggling with something, or they're talking about you know not having been fully satisfied over something. Like this is not our home. This is not where we're meant to be. This is we're on the journey. We're moving towards, hopefully, towards Christ. Right. I mean, that's if our final goal is heaven, uh, and and everything you all are talking about from the suffering that it entails, the community holding you up, the offering up of that suffering. Um, the prayerful experiences, the being jeered at, the being, you know, seen as silly for that. You know, how, how often do we as as faithful Catholics get people thinking we're crazy for, for certain choices that we're making, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're, like, what are you doing? You're stupid. You're out here with your huge pack in the hot sun walking to do what, right? And it's the same kind of thing, I think, in, in our spiritual life. Who? What do you mean you're giving stuff up for Lent? Are you crazy? Why would you do that? That's a good. Cookies are good. Why would you give those up, right? You, and, and yet we're saying we're doing this because this is not where we're supposed to be. We're, we're on a journey. And and the cookies are gonna are gonna be a heavy pack, and we need to let them go because we want we want to be able to make it to heaven easier and lighter, don't, don't you think? Well, I think this is a great topic since Lent is coming next month. That everybody is on that journey, and yes, some people will question your motives or why you do things, and then it doesn't matter. You you can't judge other people's journeys; they're different. They're just different than yours. And if people talk about you. You just keep on focusing on your destination. Yeah, I think also uh, thinking about Lent coming up, um, you know, and also the the different sorts of pilgrimages that we can take. One of the activities we partook in at World Youth Day was the Stations of the Cross. Um, you know, we did the Stations of the Cross with about half a million other people, and. Uh, that's really like a mini pilgrimage that that we can take in our own local church, um, just contemplating, reflecting on the journey of Christ in his in his last moments before he was uh, crucified. Um, and what I thought was really beautiful about the stations at World Youth Day was that they brought in kind of the suffering that our world is going through mm-hmm. currently. Um, and and related that to Christ's suffering, um, I think that's it, that's really worthwhile. That's something that we we tend to kind of forget. But uh, you know, just being able to to reflect on Christ's journey and how 
how that's mirrored in our own lives today. Yeah, and I, I, I like that you kind of took it, the conversation in that direction because my, my thoughts were going towards how, how can we, even if we can't make a trip to Panama or we can't go to the Holy Land or even go to the Basilica in D.C., how do, how do we make that pilgrimage? And that's such a great way to, to do it. It's just even at our, at our own church, we have the, the beautiful stations of the cross around the church and to be able to walk to each one and pray. And there are plenty of resources online on different kinds of stations with the meditations, um, you know, different meditations for each station and that we can walk with our Lord in that way. Another way that I think about making a pilgrimage is even just driving to work <laughs> or, or driving to church on Sunday. Like that, that, can, be, that can be a moment of, um, you know, hurriedness and got to make it to church and, you know, I can't wait till after church when I can do this thing or this thing or that thing. Or it can be this sense of I'm, I'm making a pilgrimage. I'm on a journey now to the church uh, to be prayerful and to encounter our Lord. And then, and then what am I going to do with my experiences there with our Lord and, and then take those back out? So I think of uh, sometimes it's nice to just say a rosary on the, way, on the way to the church or just turn off the radio and be quiet, be in silence, being able to just think about what is about to happen. Um, you or know, you can take a, a moment to reflect on your own life. Mm-hmm. You know, just get a journal and say, this is my journey. This is my pilgrimage, not just this particular trip this is how i've how far i've become and this is how i have united my sufferings to christ yeah without having to go anywhere this is in just in my life this is how i reflect on my trip to heaven right and another thing i think about too that that i've been trying to practice more lately is if i sense a discomfort whether it be a little bit of suffering or um, a little bit of concern or anxiety over something rather than distract myself, which is usually what I try to do. I've been trying to enter into it and ask the Lord to be in it with me. So maybe, maybe a car ride or even just 10 minutes of, of reflection during the day can be enough to say, Christ, I want you as part of this. I want to walk in your steps. I want this to be my Calvary, right? This, these steps that I'm taking or this thing that I'm going through because this isn't my home. So rather than run from the discomfort or the anxiety, like run from that experience of suffering. I want to enter into it because that's my pilgrimage. That's how I'm going to make it to, to mm-hmm. heaven is by accepting and embracing the cross. Would you? What do you think, Kevin, about that kind of practicality of everyday life pilgrimage? Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think, I think other people are counting on it too. Um, you know, we're called to be missionary disciples. Of Christ, and uh, we can start doing that by um, by simply accepting and, and offering up some of these little sacrifices that we have to make in our daily lives, um, and other people see that. You know, they see our, our willingness to embrace the suffering and to embrace the sac- sacrifice, and and are offering that up, um, and that brings them closer to God through our witness. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's awesome. Thank you all for sharing all your, all your thoughts and um, experiences and, and especially that it's helpful to me because I would have loved to have gone to Panama and to the Holy Land. It's all bucket list things that I really hope to do um, if I get the opportunity, but um, it's really helpful to hear 
the ways in which that can kind of I can still do that now and I can both learn from your experience but then also take those things in my day-to-day life and say okay here's how I can make my life more of a pilgrimage and not get hung up on all these things and also that I can sort of encourage others on the way because we're all on that way so we need to need to uh, walk with each other with Christ at the center of our hearts so thank you all very much for for sharing those experiences and until next time our Lady Mount Carmel Thanks again for tuning in. We would love for you to join the conversation that we started by sending us an email at vigimundum1633 at gmail.com or by connecting with us on Facebook and or Instagram. And while we love doing these podcasts, we really love hearing from and starting relationships with you even more. I also want to extend an invitation to you that if you like these shows and would like to see more produced by our parish, please feel free to support what we're doing. You can go to Our Lady of Mount Carmel's website and give online by designating your donation to Vici Mundum. Monthly gifts are especially helpful. Finally, as a reminder, the views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the presenters alone, and they do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. God bless you, and we look forward to talking with you soon. We have a new dishwasher in the office. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. The old dishwasher died last week, reportedly. No, this is awful. (laughs) (laughs) Kids like reporting news. We have a new dishwasher. (laughs) Your comments, please. (laughs) Tell me about the dishwasher. I know know about as much about it as you do. (laughs) Okay, all right, all right. I was just really shocked by it when it came, when it was there. This new, brand new black yeah. dishwasher. Christy's already out. Christy's like, I'm not even talking. All right, all right, all right. I'm outnumbered here. So.